Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring my amazing guests, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started that can absolutely be incorporated into some self-care. So on average, I, I as I shared, I get this question a lot. Um, how long does it take to get a real big media placement? And for most companies and organizations, or if you're looking with working with an individual PR person, of course, nobody can ever guarantee placement, right? But if you work with a company that has a true and tried process, has good connections, knows how to pitch in a timely manner with depending on what their reporters and editors and journalists and podcasters or whatever they're doing are featuring things, it gives you a better opportunity and lead to get placed and have it have the time and be aligned. So I always say on average, from my experience with clients, it can take an average of three to six months to a year to get your first real big placement. On the other hand, like all online articles, magazines, podcasts, like those are all forms of PR, speaking engagements, even if it's for women's groups or like, these are all different areas and forms of PR, vendoring at events, right? So like, Don't discredit any of those avenues in terms of how you're getting your business or brand out there. Um, They're all super valuable. And I really say all PR is good PR because even if there is some haters out there that don't love what you're doing, you're getting exposure, right? And you can't always control the narrative, but if your voice is getting out there and you know the truth at the end of the day and you're working with a good PR person um, and have good representation, they'll always make sure to keep your storyline of what you're putting out there is your truth, right? So I always say three months to a year on average is your first big placement, but I have seen clients, depending on what the projects are, get it within 30 to 60 days, right? So I really think it depends. I am sharing on average, and of course, nobody can ever guarantee placement, but I think it's something to really take into consideration on when you're building relationships and... If you really are a small business trying to get your brands out there, I think focusing on your social media presence first is a great way to start putting your business out there in terms of how you want to be seen by the media. Because media now goes to socials to see if you are a good fit to be placed. So... I can't wait to hear this feedback. I hope it was helpful. I am so excited now to bring on my amazing guest, Janelle Driscoll. She is the newest editor of Boston Common Magazine. She has an incredible marketing and PR background. So inspiring. She's so much fun. And you're going to learn so much today. So I can't wait for you to learn from her. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with the amazing Janelle Driscoll. She is the publisher, the newest publisher of Boston Common Magazine. Congratulations. And she has such an awesome background in PR, marketing, advertising, which is so special to us too. So Janelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I obviously want to go into your background before getting into your newest position. Like, How did you get to where you are today? (laughs) So... How far back are we going? <laughs> um, I, um, to you is great. I'm good with it. <laughs> so, well, 
I know. I, I graduated um, from Quinnipiac University and jumped right into publishing. I had started at New England Home Magazine and then went over to Boston Common Magazine actually at only after a year and was there for seven years. So Boston Common, it was very, really kicked off my career, truly. And after seven years at Boston Common, I went over to Wear Boston. It was part of the Wear Traveler Group. I was associate publisher there for about two years. And then I decided to get out of that side of things um, and started JJ Media with my my business partner, Jojo Wetero. And we had our own PR and marketing uh, business, JJ Media, for about five years. And it was wonderful. It was, I mean, being a female entrepreneur is no small feat. And um, we had a great time with it. But um, we hit the five-year mark. And I think, you know, we were both kind of at a crossroads in our lives, personally, professionally, you know, do we go even bigger and, you know, better? Or do we kind of take a pause? And, you know, we had some personal needs that we wanted to also bring to the forefront. Um, and we decided to kind of wind things back a little bit. Um, it just was felt right for the time. And um, yeah, and then that's where I've kind of landed into this position, current position. So awesome. Can you explain, because I think my audience would be fascinated by this in terms of like the different types of editors there are and what they what they do essentially in the magazine. You said there's associate editors. There's like, I'm just curious, do you mind breaking that down a little bit? Yeah. So for in the world of publishing um, for magazines, it's um, there's a publisher, editor in chief, there's associate publisher, uh, managing editor, and then obviously all the staff as well that really makes up the, you know, the masthead of a magazine, essentially. So as publisher, we work with our editor, hand in hand with our editor in chiefs, uh, making sure that the direction of the magazine, the content of the magazine, you know, making sure that we're targeting all topics that our audience want to read um, and want to partake in. So that's, you know, how we kind of really collaborate. So cool. So now with this new position, you're obviously taking all your skill sets and like bringing it, not that you weren't there before, you said prior the years, right? But so how has it like evolved in the position you are now, like with your with your new skill sets that you've really evolved since you started there? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it was there for seven years and then I left for seven years. So it's truly <laughs> this full circle moment. <laughs> like it's kind of like going back to your high school and, you know, seeing your old, you know, we're, we're actually in the same offices that I once was, which is kind of crazy. But I think for me personally, it was so beneficial to step away and look through the lens from the other side and work directly with the clients and cater to their needs and hear what they needed in our market. You know, I didn't leave the market. I stayed in luxury lifestyle, entertainment, sports, just again, from the other side of the table. And having that those conversations, having those relationships are so important. And I think they're beneficial now going back to the magazine because I've been as part of those uh, that conversation. And I can share that with my team internally and say, here's what I think we can do better. Here's where I think we can push the envelope. Here's what our readership wants. Here's what our clients need. And how do we bridge those gaps better and deliver on all in all ways? So true. So with like deadlines and stuff, like what goes into that process? Like how far in advance are you planning things? And like, because now you're probably focusing on the spring, right? I'm assuming or summer. Like, I don't know. Correct. how. Yeah. 
So print, we usually work three months. It's usually a three month period um, in advance. And, you know, obviously the digital landscape has changed so much when it comes to deadlines, right? So digitally, you can work up down to the hour, if you will, (laughs) Um, which is wonderful. And, you know, that allows us to be have more diverse content, more, um, you know, updated content, if you will. Um, Whereas I think of, you know, our publications, they're really for longevity. We have our magazine is a coffee table read, right? It's something that you're picking up for the long stories. And also sharing news of like businesses that are here to stay that have opened in the market, reopened. Um, And so, yeah, the deadline process, though, can be, you know, I I think for anyone that works with deadlines, it's your the closer you get to it there, you're like, oh, my God, am I going to make this? (laughs) Am I going to make the cut? And it's always a little bit stressful, but. We're trying to get as, or our whole thing is just try to be as organized as possible, always have an open line of communication so that nobody's shocked by when it's saying like, it's due in an hour. (laughs) Um, And, but it's always been, I think the, the definitely the most stressful part of the job. Absolutely. What's a day in the life of Janelle? Like, what do you do morning until evening? Can you walk us through that? Yeah. Right now it's mayhem. (laughs) Um, so basically, you know, I try to organize my week as best as I can. Mondays, we do internal team check-ins, right? So we are, I'm talking with all of my reps. I'm talking with my editorial team, my marketing team, kind of mapping out the week, um, collectively saying, all right, you know, what meetings do we have? Where are these partnerships? And just kind of making sure that again, everyone feels like we're all on the same page. I think that's important for every team in any business. Um, you want to make sure that you're entering every anything, everything together, right? And making sure everyone's in line. But and then on my my other my meeting days, I am up and at them, coffee, you know, starting at whatever time the first meeting starts, going into the office, checking in with the team. Um, and it's a lot right now of preparing for 2024. We're trying to make sure that we, as much as we can plan in advance, as much as we can line up, because it's going to be a new chapter. You know, we have a lot of new teammates, which is great. Um, and we all want to enter the year and turn a new page, quite literally. <laughs> and I think it's going to be an exciting new year for everybody for Boston Common. Oh, awesome. So like on a personal level, are you, because I know you have morning shows, like what time do you wake up in the morning? It's 6.45, 7. Okay. And I do stay in bed a little bit to watch the, to the Today Show. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I'm not like, I, I I do need to get back into a gym routine in the morning, I think. But right now I'm, I, you know, I'm a, a Today Show watcher. Right now, you, you get a pass. Like it's holiday time. I think most people are like not on yeah. Rules, right? Like, I think you get a pass to like 2024. That's usually like the way I can keep telling myself that, but I probably should get into a routine sooner. (laughs) But like, don't be hard on yourself. I feel like everyone's going through that mental battle right now for sure. Yeah. Right. No, the Today Show keeps me in bed for a little bit, a little bit longer than I probably should. (laughs) And I saw you, so you watched the morning show too with Reese Witherspoon and. Jennifer Aniston. Ew. I have not seen that. I like need I keep you are like the fifth person to tell me about this. It's so good. So yeah, I have a little bit of an obsession with morning television and what happens behind the scenes there. So 
I just think it's fascinating, the drama, obviously, you know, without naming specific stories, but I think we all like the world, you know, everybody tuned in when certain things happened. And I just think it's, you know, it's, you know, the, here we are, we all tune into morning TV, whether, you know, whatever channel you're tuning into to get your first news of the day, but behind the scenes, there's also news happening with them. Um, and so I just find that fascinating. It's my own little Bravo. I love it. Yeah, so good. So good. And I like, I enjoy Bravo myself. So I can totally understand that lingo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I, I really think if you're, if you watch morning television, the morning show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston is fascinating. It just gives a, a great lens to it. I just think the two of them make such an interesting duo too. Like they're just fun and yeah. relatable and well, it's great to see them in the roles that they don't typically play. I mean, oh. they're definitely, you know, coming in with a little bit more, I don't know, just boss lady energy. <laughs> totally. But also like non-scripted energy, right? Like it's more of yeah. like, because yeah. like when they're acting, like it's all scripted. So it's cool to yeah. see like more of an open element, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that some of that stuff's not scripted because some of it totally is, but they kind of go like, you can just be more authentic, I think, in that arena, right? Yeah, well, the for the anchors for TV, yeah, they're definitely, I again, I find that I just, I always just find it interesting because I know the segments, I know where like they need to be apparently, you know, supposedly. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't think Al Roker was supposed to toss it to Savannah Guthrie then. <laughs> what are some like goals you have for yourself like the next year like what are some things in 2024 that you have it can be personal goals professional goals all the things oh my gosh um well I you know my I just got married in June so personally just enjoy this first year of marriage and just enjoy the time with my husband and you know we want to travel and just, I don't know, just all the the new adventures that newlyweds have, you know, I mean, it doesn't feel that different. We've been together a while, but it is an exciting time and just stay in the moment and really enjoy it. Sure. Um, Celebrate it. I really believe that like full, full force. It doesn't matter when it happens or how long you've been together. So yeah, we're, it's definitely, we're still in that like newlywed phase and it just, I love it. It's fun. Um, so just enjoy that. And again, stay really present. And then for professionally too, gosh, there's a lot of goals. <laughs> I mean, I really want to see the magazine, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's been around, I believe since 2005. And I want to see it into a new chapter where again, we're turning the focus, continuing to turn the focus on local content and local stories and really you know, grow our presence in the market and continue to do that in what in all the different ways. You know, the media landscape has changed so much. Even from when I previously was with the magazine, we were, you know, it, Instagram had influencers really, they were there, but not in the depth that they are now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, now we all know that influencers, when people are looking at their marketing budgets for the year, they're looking at, you know, traditional media, they're looking at paid media, they're looking at influencer media. Um, you know, it's, it's all it, the options are endless almost. And I think, because the options are endless, we have to up our game, you know, and understand that we're gonna, we're just a piece of the puzzle that makes up a marketing plan, right for these brands and for clients here. 
And it's, we're lucky because to be a part of their, you know, marketing plan, because there are so many options. And, you know, we, we, I can understand because I own my own company, you know, it, it's an investment. It's a true investment. And we want to be a part of that. And we want to take care of their business and make sure that we're putting them in front of our audience in the best way we possibly can. So in terms of like the content that's in Boston Common Magazine, that's like, it's always ever changing. And you said it's a lot of local stuff. Is it just Massachusetts? Or could people from like Rhode Island, like be in like, would it be New England in general? Or is it just mostly like the Massachusetts state? Yeah, no. So we definitely hit the luxury lifestyle market in New England. I I mean, we are, I know our readers, you know, again, they might live in the greater Boston area, but I think we all know, you know, once ski season hits, we head up to the mountains, right? Whether it's New Hampshire, Maine, or Vermont, we're, we're up in Stratton, we're, you know, getting, you know, like we have to hit those markets, Woodstock, Vermont. Um, then they're in the summer. I mean, gosh, you're either your lake, your Maine, you're the, you're the islands, you're the Cape, you're Newport. And so we go, our readership goes. Uh, So we really hit, I think, the luxury sector in all of New England. So awesome. And where can people like access the editorial calendar and stuff like that? That's all accessible on our website online. I'm going to put that in the blog. Awesome. So Janelle, you are so fun and inspiring. So how can people follow you on social media, stay in touch and all the things? They can follow me on um, on Instagram. It's a at JP Drisk. Um, I don't know why I didn't do JP Driscoll, but I stopped short on my last name. So that's just where we're at. <laughs> um, with the spelling and stuff. Sorry. I'll put in the, like, the description too with the spelling. So... Okay, great. Yeah. And thank you. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm most active. So I think, you know, I try to share you know, some behind the scenes on what we're working on with Boston Common, obviously my personal life, which I don't think, I don't know if people find that interesting, but (laughs) it's a lot of my husband, it's a lot of my family and friends. And, you know, I'm a Boston girl through and through, and we just have a good time. So you can find me at some of my favorite restaurants and some of my favorite dive bars around the city or at a Celtics game. I love it. And you said your side note, but your family's from Chicago originally. Originally, we're from Chicago. Um, so I was born there. My sister was born there. Um, we moved to Massachusetts when I was really young, like about six. So Massachusetts is home for me. I mean, I grew up here in Hopkinton and and again, stayed local for college, like I mentioned. But Chicago is a second home for sure. Um, all my extended family is there and we love going to that city. It is so much fun. Great food scene. Um, it's just a blast. We have so much fun when we go there. So cool. So fun. I love, I mean, Chicago is awesome. I went like one time, but it's like definitely like plan to go back. It, there's so much to do. You can't do so much. There's, in one thing, you know? There is so much to do. And I will say anybody though, I don't like going in the winter. It is so two cool. times, 10 times colder than it's in Boston. <laughs> that lake, because Boston gets cold. No joke. Yeah. Boston gets cold. It is Boston. <laughs> Boston doesn't get as cold. I mean, we get the snow and even now lately, we don't really. Chicago, that wind bites you. It's a different type of, you know, brutal winter. <laughs> totally. I can definitely see that. It is in the Midwest, right? So it's more, it's definitely near the colder climate. Yeah, so. the lake effect is is very real. <laughs> yeah. 
So cool. Janelle, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so much fun. Thank you for Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. And um, I love following along. So and everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. Follow Janelle on socials and stay tuned for his next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.